Hi, I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. This is Good Company in the Car. Can't help it, the girl can't help it. You're recording, aren't you? I just oh God! Why are you doing no, no, that? no! Don't take it off! Don't take it off, Jack. We're we're we just we're recording, and Jack's sitting here looking around the studio, which has got more than a few items in it. And then, just out of frustration, he put on a Gucci scarf very fashionably, <laughs> tied it on the side, so, and then started humming a a, a silly tune. Yeah. Thought I was fiddling with the gas. Well, I didn't know I what you were doing. I was, like, I I was know, throwing off the scent. I wanted to uh, get you in an under. Red leather, moment. yellow leather, red leather, yellow. <laughs> so go. we're doing. Um, Cold case files. We just cold recorded one. It took place no, in like in June of uh, 1984. This one takes place in March of 1984. Just coincidental. These murders happened three months apart in 1984. It's purely coincidental that we've chosen these. Yay! I, I don't know. I'm supposed to respond to that. I just noticed. It. I just thought it was a weird coincidence. Is this like that town up in Carbondale? Yeah, the most murderous town in the country. We're gonna <laughs> he do it. Found another one, Carbondale, Illinois. Man, that you don't want to go there. Get out of if you're if you're in Carbondale, Illinois. If you're listening to this right now, get the hell out of there. Isn't it's it not funny, safe. Like, DC you're was the murder capital, killed. and New York's the murder capital. And yet I know of no murders. I don't know of anybody who was murdered. Or well, they're not the kind of people you probably would know being murdered. They're usually kind of. Uh, kind of you know, they're not the right kind. <laughs> I don't know. Well, hmm. DC was the murder capital for a while, but it was, I mean, it was during like, you know, an it epidemic was during of the drugs heavy, and stuff. I thought it was during the heavy uh, cocaine crack, crack and all that. Yeah. yeah. So then Richmond had it for a while. Carbondale per capita should probably be it. <laughs> <laughs> What's in the water? Yeah. So how are you doing? How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm just making small talk. I know. <laughs> so, um, good so, morning. <laughs> good How morning. are you? I'm good. You have your cup of Joe ready to go out there and t- set the world on fire? Uh, no, 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 no. I've got some fizzy water that was making noise in the other recording. I had to stop because I was like, what is that sound? How I told you. <laughs> How many times I've, I've like, what is that yeah, noise? And I've walked. Or it's like, the puss. It, 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 I thought it was the dog. It's the it's the damn uh, it's carbonated bottle. water. Yeah. Uh, yeah, from my soda stream. Soda stream. Soda stream. Good Find Lord, it at your he, local Bed Bath oh & Beyond. Oh, my God. He loves his fucking soda <laughs> stream. I do. I hey, love... soda stream, please. Yeah, reach out please, to us. Please, please uh, be they, a sponsor. Uh, <laughs> oh, my I God. Love, I love not having to lug around soda water from the store anymore. I just, I love it. Good for you. I didn't you. think I would. I've completely taken. I don't it. understand how you drink it. It tastes like static. Flats. It tastes it like t- static. It's just yeah. I, <laughs> grape soda doesn't taste like grapes. I agree that? with you, but regular <laughs> tap water tastes better than that stuff. I couldn't I just, disagree with you more. I don't get it. And I, I, I got you. Hydrate or die. Do you? That's your hill. That's the hill you're gonna die. Hydrate or die. Do you? You don't. Do you put the flavoring in at home? I do sometimes. And you like you bought me a little sampler pack, and the one right now is like papaya well i can't uh, imagine strawberry they're all good they're not they're not but it was like christmas i'm like what the hell do i buy yeah. you like, no i, I loved you, it i bought you seltzer water flavor here merry christmas it was great it was a thoughtful gift <laughs> what? It was a very what did you get gift? for christmas seltzer water flavoring <laughs> yay yeah, no it's great i really like it <laughs> <laughs> that is hysterical oh so what did jack get you for christmas Seltzer water favorite. I never, oh, wow. I, he really went all out, didn't he? It's very difficult to buy Jack anything because anything he wants I to buy, it. I buy he every, buys it impulsively. You don't have to buy anything for me. No. Um, and speaking of back to the seltzer water thing, I love that Michael Bublier, Bublier Buble, yeah, makes fun is of making 
he does the bubbly commercials and he is just being a big old dork ball and I think it's fabulous. No, he's it's great. hilarious. He's great. I'm a big I just fan. saw one where he like kind of slides out of the refrigerator and he's on the <laughs> it's kind of funny. I think it's great that he's playing with his name like that. That's funny. Well, it's fun to talk about Michael Bublé, but hey, you know what it's more yeah, fun. Yeah, bubbly. Call us. Be a, be a, uh, a sponsor. Bublé? Well, we don't I don't drink soda water from bubbly? the can anymore. Soda stream. Well, listen. Any of them are. Are we shilling for sponsors or not? No, we're not shilling for sponsors. This is for the love Gucci, of the sport. Gucci let me down. Yeah. Rolls Royce let me down. Rolex won't return my calls. So yeah. what are we going to do? We're just going to keep doing it for the love of the sport. Oh, for the love of the... Uh, Cold Case Files. Cold Case Files. <laughs> That's our, our new jam. And uh, this one is Murder and Double Homicide. Which Murder <laughs> and Double Homicide. It's like that Onion podcast, A Very Deadly Murder. Have you yeah. heard it? Yeah. <laughs> or very, is it yeah, very deadly, a very lethal murder. Or a very deadly murder. Well, that happened. So you love the onion. I do. I love. Don't you? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? I think of the nobody onion... is indifferent to the onion. No, no, no. I think of the onion like the way the National Lampoon magazine used to be. Yes, when the I National Lampoon... thought National Lampoon magazine Back was in the day hilarious. Was great. The onion. Uh, grabbed that standard and ran with it. Yeah. The onions suffered in quality the past few years, but back in the late 90s, early aughts, the onion was just... The early aughts. Oh, it was great. Really? Loved okay, it. Jeff Robody. <laughs> the early aughts. So we're back to 1984 again. 1984. It's March 5th, And we're in a hip part of Houston called The Heights. The Heights. And we meet Lily, and she's 23, and Wileen Kennedy. She's 33. Wileen very is southern Wileen names. that's like Lurleen it's remember very, on The Simpson when yeah, the war goes out with Lurleen yeah. the country singer very southern names very very south south very south Lurleen says uh, uh, what, Homer says what's your name and she's like Lurleen that's a pretty name you really think so no <laughs> <laughs> We don't get the name of who is describing her at first, but it's this very bohemian woman with big, gigantic, necklacey thing on and blue eyeshadow. We learn who it is later, but yeah, right now she, she just comes she has in. A, she has a very uh, a specific appearance. Yeah. Because the whole time I'm like, what is going on with her hair? She had blue velvet ribbons on the sides of her head, pulling her hair back and up. That, and I was like, what is that? The, the whole the, blue eyeshadow. Well, it was, it was and... a very. It was. She looked. She looked nice. It's just. It was a very stark. Oh, good word. Okay. It was a very stark look. Wileen was a stained glass artist, and interested in arts and music. So it was a perfect place for her to move. She could walk to a club and listen to live music. Okay, so we see the photos of guys playing guitars in a club, which is very clearly from this day. And then one guy's playing a flying V guitar, which is the most awful and the most amazing guitar of all time. Does that that bother you? That you you have opinions on guitars? A flying V guitar? So when was the last time you played a guitar? I'm not talking about playing. I'm talking about the style. The flying V guitar. Yes, it's ridiculous. It, but it's a hard rock kind of a. It's goofy. You got hard rock and leather you, pants and people played it up seriously in the eighties. People play it ironically in now. <laughs> and then with whoever that guy was playing it was like a punk dude. He's playing it for the irony. Is that like the the young hipster kids now wearing like Phil Collins t shirts? Yeah, it's exactly uh, like that. So she can walk to clubs and everything I, else. I, I and just got they, dismissed. Did you hear that? Yeah, people? well, I, you know, I can uh, he, I can he, scoff too. He doesn't like he doesn't <laughs> like it when I go off script. Okay, let's get <laughs> I, back. I, I, okay, wait, let me line the script back up. Okay, she can walk into clubs. Okay, go, let's go. So they can walk to clubs. We get a lot of pictures of them. They are very uh, nice looking young ladies. 
Um, they, you get the impression they really did like to have fun. There are a lot of photos of them at like, but it's kind of a hippie thing, don't they? Kind of live in a kind of I don't not a hippie, but bohemian. artsy, 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 bohemian. Artsy, yeah. Those words are all overused, but they are very accurate. Um, their dad Jack lives nearby, and one day it's a nice name. They're not Jack, yeah. Um, they they're not responding to his phone calls, so he just walks over, and he looks exactly like Lyndon Johnson. <laughs> and Lyndon Johnson's from Texas. It must be a Texas thing. Well, um, it's the heat. Did you know that Lyndon Johnson wasn't very nice to his dog? Lyndon Johnson, I'm under the impression that he was not a very nice person. I don't to think begin he with. was. And um, Lady Bird, you like Lady Bird, right? Well, I like the idea of her. <laughs> I don't know if she was a good person or not. I'm not into the inner circles. She did. She seemed like a really nice person. So uh-huh. you know, it's a great name. It's a fabulous name. We learn now that the narrator is. Wileen's niece and so the dad goes over he opens the door and there they are Wait, and i thought it was her daughter nope it's her niece i got it on there that's wrong my notes are wrong. oh oh wait what did, wait, wait 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 what did you just say the notes that i took the notes that you took for this episode for this episode that you are now reading that i'm now reading because you're too lazy to take your own shut up keep going but what shall what, i continue no, not until you say <laughs> you were wrong again i put daughter in there and then later in the episode we learned that she's her niece so I thought he she was, was wrong wrong well i corrected well, it's it not later. very often so i'm gonna enjoy it <laughs> we get a ton of police photos and at one point you thought you saw a grand Cavernier Cherokee thing. What's your car? A Jeep Grand Wagoneer. But it wasn't. It wasn't. But from a distance, it looked like one. So he finds them both dead. And again, we find oh, we got a lot pair. of parents oh. finding. But so Bob Delani is a former sergeant in the Houston police. He called nine one one, asking for medical assistance. Each victim had different injuries. Lily, the younger one appeared to have a single gunshot wound to the head. There was not much blood on the carpet underneath her. There were no wounds on her hands or her feet. I immediately presumed that she was shot first. Wileen had much more obvious, much more severe injuries. So Lily has been shot once in the head, but Wileen has been savagely attacked. She's got a bunch of knife wounds. Throat's been cut. Must be. She's been shot in the arm. To be that, like, you're killing her anyway, and you're just going to keep doing that. Like, how. It's a very. Clearly, there was no force sign of entry. So they're saying, well, they probably knew whoever this was, right? Yes. And And their cousin is here now saying what we're all thinking. My uncle was shaking uncontrollably and and crying uncontrollably. Oh, I don't know how he even stood up seeing that scene. How awful it would be to be Oof. a parent and come home. And then she starts singing about her own child. She's like, you then think, what if this happened to my daughter? That, you know, it's so terrifying. It's so awful. We now learn that Wileen had a vintage clothing store in the Heights, and it was her true passion. It was right. called Leapin' Lena's. <laughs> and uh, clothes from the past and beyond, I think, was the slogan. And um, Sure, there was a couple of pictures of it. Mm-hmm. And it looked like a fun little fun. store, you know, especially I, in the 80s. I did a lot of those kind of funky stores back then when I could... Fit into the fucking shit they have. Yeah. <laughs> the cousin says that she was a very neat... Wileen and uh, her sister, Julie, were very neat people, but the place is a mess. And it's ransacked. The cops don't think robbery was the motive because there was jewelry left and there was 500 bucks on a table. So they run rape kits and they discover that Lily was not assaulted, but Wileen was. was. 
But back in 1984, DNA is way off in the future, so they really don't have a whole hell of a lot to go on. 1984, types of testing that could be performed was very limited. There was really no DNA testing as we know today. So we get a little vintage club video of white people dancing, which is always a good time. Right. And uh, there was a a comedian, he he had a Twitter, and he's like, I DJ on the weekends. And he's like, and I'll take requests, and I'll play this, and I'll play that. But at midnight, when I play Cabbage Pat, what's the song? Wedding reception song that that everybody gets in line and does... uh, The... uh Ow! Um, electric, uh, electric slide. Electric slide. He's yeah. like, but when I play the electric slide at midnight for a room full of drunken white people, that one's all for oh, me, baby. Yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> it is funny, right? Yeah, I would totally do that. Of course you would. You do mock people. <laughs> I gotta look. I gotta look. Uh, we now learn that the vintage clothing crowd are pretty tough customers, and it's a it's a really dangerous world. Really? I had no idea. Vintage clothing. Go, go go there if you dare. But they loved them some Peruvian marching powder, which is very interesting. Why? Because later, it, the way the story goes, this is another one of those foreshadowing moments. We learn you know, a little more. So the fact that this cocaine mm-hmm. connection to these stores comes into play later and I think goes back to why the condition of the, oh, the house. Yeah, explains the why thing. the house yeah. was in the way yeah. it was. Okay, so that's uh, whenever that drug is involved, where there's coke, there's fire. I don't I, know that joke. I want you to. Oh, I wanted you to cluck your tongue at me when I said that. That's, I came up with that. That's, that's absolutely horrible. Yeah, that's terrible. I, I didn't even to... cluck my tongue at you because when you said it, I looked up at you like over where my glasses, smoke, fire, like right? an old lady. Like, that's what are you great? saying? You know, where there's smoke and fire. I'm playing off of that. Oh, Get it? Geez. You know, it just yes. it rolls off the tongue. Yes, it's great. Kevin, it's brilliant. <laughs> it's so brilliant, Kevin. What, <laughs> what is it again? Say it again. Where there's coke, there's fire. Let's trademark that. I just made that up. I know. Isn't it genius? It is. Her cousin's back. She was just a young, beautiful woman wanting to have fun in many ways and experimenting in many ways. So Jackie Elliott is the niece who's carrying on the vengeance for Wileen and and She's pissed, too. She is pissed. Yeah. She sticks with I it. Mean, they, she they, should be. I'm not saying mm-hmm. she shouldn't be, but there's a there's an underlying level of anger there that's just below the surface. Right. Know? So 30 years to the day, a cold case detective picks up the file and decides to rerun, review the evidence. And they are able to retrieve a DNA sample from that rape kit. That's what you were wondering if you thought it broke down. I I didn't think that they lasted that long, especially then back before. Like now I think that they would last longer for, you know, uh, advances in science and stuff like that. But for it to be that old and for it to be I would have thought it broken down too, honestly. I don't know how it works. I have absolutely no idea. DNA from Jack the Ripper's um, envelope that he sent to the London Times back wow, in 1884. Wow, okay. Yeah, you so, told me that. Yeah, yeah. But it's isn't that just absolutely fascinating? It is fascinating. Well, no. Well, what about, uh, what is it, King Richard's body was found under a car park and they were able to- Use DNA? D- d- use DNA to identify who it was? They took it back was? to the royal family. Yeah, really? Yeah, it's fascinating. Fascinating stuff. So they get the DNA profile. They run it through CODIS, but there's no match. But at about this time- um, Guy who's being sentenced to a fairly lengthy prison sentence says to the investigators, I got some dirt on the Wileen and April Kennedy murders. He says, I know who did it. And the guy's name is Edmund Deegan. So my client and Edmund Deegan were associates. Deegan came over and with the duffel bag with stuff in there, Deegan told my client that he had just killed two people. 
So I think in it's, this, it's it, so interesting to me to think about this. So this this prisoner is going to jail for this lengthy lengthy period uh-huh. of time. Yeah. Like this, this happens sure. all the time, I think. And he's like, "Oh, maybe I could slice a few years off by telling <laughs> what this dum dum told me in this other thing." So, and this happened in just another case we did not that yeah. long ago, where the guy's bragging about the people he murdered. It's like it was a guy someone's car- was gonna car- tell. It was in Carbondale. Really? Oh, was- good lord! Back Kathy- in Carbondale again. <laughs> um, car, car, car- yeah. yeah. So- Carmike? So, so, Carmike. Right. So this Carmichael. guy. So Car- this guy. Shoemake. No, Kathy Shoemake. That was who it was. So this guy, Edmund Deegan. Mm-hmm. Asked this guy to help him. I think it was to get rid of the gun and the knife. Right. But he he was, not only was he really well known, like as soon as they said the name, uh-huh. the people were like, oh yeah. We know him. He had a rival it, vintage clothing store. Right. Again, the danger. But, but apparently they were all <laughs> supposed to be friends of some sort. But the way it was described, once you brought up cocaine, uh-huh. it's like, oh, yep. he was coked out of his head. Angry, and then we can't find. There was a rumor no, that his that know, her, yeah. his ex boyfriend had some hidden in her house somewhere. She supposedly knew where it was. He comes over, give me the coke, and then in a drug fueled rage, right. shoots his sister, tortures her, uh. ransacks the house, disappears. The cold case guy brings Deegan in for an interview. <laughs> At one point, Jackie says it was startling that it was someone they knew. But at the very beginning of all this, they said there was no fourth century. They probably knew who it was. Well, so of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that amazing. Anyway, we have interrogation video, and I live and die for this oh, stuff. Jesus. I promise you, I did not tell anyone. I don't care what anybody says. I was not involved in that murder of that girl. Right. It's not true, officer. I mean, I'm serious. You willing to give me a swap? Like, like, huh? a, like a buck swap? Sure, I guess so. All right. I mean, I don't have any choice, though. Well, uh, it's better if you just go along with it. Yeah, I'm going along with it and argue with it. Yeah. When they ask for the DNA swab, he's he's like, well, sure, I mean, I don't have a choice, do I? You can see he's a little like, is there any chance I can do Well, you don't have to. You don't have to. Well, you don't, and it makes you look super guilty. And then the investigator, he said, you know, it's easier if you just go along with it instead of arguing with me. (laughs) And he's like, oh, and he nervously, and he he nervously gives him the swab. But then we cut away to that one prosecutor. He's like, if you don't take the swab, you're already halfway in jail. You know what I mean? Well, but, you know, like, he knows he did it. So at that point, see that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, they run the they run the sample, and it comes back that there's a one in three billion chance that he didn't it, contribute that sample. It, uh, so, no, one what in, was that again? One in one three in billion. Three, but that he was not. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> there's a chance. Just, so that's that. That's that. I interpret that as. Well, we can't say it was definitely him, but we know there's a one in three billion chance that I mean, it's, it's not him. It, it's semantics, isn't it? It's him, right? Well, there. no, because, I mean... One in three billion that it understand. wasn't him. I don't understand DNA in, in the sense of the complication of it. Right. I understand your DNA is your DNA. It's not going to match as anybody else's DNA. I understand. Your DNA shows your mother's DNA and your father's DNA. Right. I understand all that. But the whole mindset of, well, what gives DNA? Because remember, we had the argument not that long ago. About it's hair. like hair. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I thought hair did. And what? Oh, Carbondale. There you go. And then I always go back to Gattaca, that movie Gattaca, where they're getting DNA off of like a single skin flake. Right. And I'm like, does it work like that? 
It does. I don't know. I mean, so. and DNA has been so refined. I don't know if this would have been that precise, say, back in 1995. You know what I mean? But see, but I know they've refined it. And I just asked you this not that long ago when we were doing one of these. It's like, okay, so my understanding, mm-hmm. and of course, when I say my understanding, it's because I have no idea what I'm actually talking about. It's the Wikipedia page. <laughs> exactly. My understanding is that criminals now are filling in DNA databanks. Yes. So if you are arrested for anything... Mm, we talked about this. I think it's only felonies. Oh, it's only felonies. So if you're arrested, you can donate your... Or I don't know if no, you have you, an option to do you it. You don't have not. an option. So your, your you can DNA, give a sample. Your DNA goes on file. So now think about that. The, mm-hmm. way, the way the current state of the world is with technology... It's a little big brother. My D- no, no, no. I don't. I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with it either. Well, we're not going to break. You the don't have a criminal past like I do, but that's beside the point. So you go <laughs> and it's in. It's dark and sexy people. <laughs> <laughs> so you go in. You go in and you give your DNA. So my DNA is is on was on this record forever. Uh-huh. So my descendants, if yeah. my children's. It doesn't yeah. matter how Forever. many generations you go down. Yeah. So if there's no crimes for in my family for five or generations. six generations, they're and then someone does a crime, probably, they're going to be, well, he's got to be related to this guy. Yeah, that's probably very, that's a very realistic scenario. And judging so from the way your nephews behave, there's going to be a criminal at some point in your oh, family tree. <laughs> now, I did not like that statement at all. I'm joking. That is not Your nephews affair. are lovely people. They're I've never met very, them. I know you haven't because really I don't like want to expose them to people who say things. Things like that. <laughs> no, I, no, no, no. I'm sure but they're lovely. I know. I was I for the joke, he, guys. Are you kidding? My my nephews would find that humorous because we have a sense of humor about you. Do this you shit. do? Uh, you know, so so you know, we have a sense of humor about this stuff. So so this is casual dinner conversation for us. Yeah. You know, I could hear my I could hear my nephews and my sister and I discussing this. Like, oh damn, I don't care, take it. Well, yeah. I don't want it in there, but I can hear the whole conversation <laughs> well, going on at the same time. So many people, because the twenty three and Me and the, all those other ones, those people who are just doing it for fun, don't realize that they are putting some of their you know distant relatives in the big house because oh, um, and that. Again, I've mentioned this before. That's how they figured out who Jack the Ripper was. Right. But they they go in. And it's like, how did you get my data? It's like your great niece in Mississippi just did her genealogy, right. and it went into the COVID thing right. the database. We had the sample from the crime. Boom. Here you right. are. What size handcuffs you want? <laughs> so it's 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 amazing stuff. And and the uh, you get the kind with the leather lining. It doesn't leave as much of a mark. <laughs> I mean, aren't there some what there? I've learned? What is that hanging on the uh, the oh, peg please. back there? No, no. I, I actually turned my head to look. You, made like, you I look. Don't think I have it here, but now I don't. <laughs> That's um, funny. So to me, this is a slam dunk. They've got his DNA at the scene. They've got a guy saying he confessed to me that he did the job. But the prosecutors don't have anything else. They don't have the murder weapons. There was a knife and a gun involved. So two guys shared a cell, right? Or whatever. Mm-hmm. How, like, if this guy doesn't want to cooperate, how much? What is this? Is the point I think they're making? Just because we have his DNA, just because he raped her, it doesn't mean he killed her. They're going to have a hard time saying oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But he takes a plea deal. They take Julie's murder off the case. They take the rape assault off the case. They just try him for murder, and he gets the paltry sentence of fifteen, 15 years, years, which. Uh, just oh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, appalls yeah. everyone. He murdered someone. You're only going to get 15 years in prison. Murdered. My aunt Lily is the unnamed victim in all of this. I was kind of thrown aback by the amount of sentence that he received. It's very difficult. A 15 year sentence. 
Was I happy with that? No. So, right. They speculated he was looking for coke, couldn't find it, ransacks the house, right. tortures her, trying to get out of him, eventually kills and, him, leaves. And like I said earlier, somebody said, oh, there was a guy leaving with a duffel bag. Mm-hmm. and a, Oh, oh, I'm sorry. This is in my research. Uh-huh. In my research, somebody, one of the neighbors, a nosy neighbor said God. there was a guy... Uh, and she described him to a degree uh, who came out carrying a duffel bag and the neighbor confronted, who are you? What are you doing here? Kind of a thing. Uh-huh. And he said that my wife threw me out of the house. Oh, wow. And, the, and the person... Oh, oh, sorry. It's believable, you know? It was Houston in the 80s. Anything was going on. Oh, my God. I love it back when he was being interviewed. He's like, I didn't have anything to do with this. No, I'm being serious. Like, if he he was like, trust me, I didn't do it. Like, he was going to, I'm no, I'm being serious my way out of this interview No, it is interesting to me when I see these uh, interviews where they're interviewing the people that they know did it. Yeah. And the things the person says. (laughs) And it's totally changed because I'm the kind of person that says... Now listen, yeah, or right. I'm being serious, or now don't joke. Now, like I say things like that, and it makes me think like you sound like an idiot yeah. when you do that. Stop doing that. I just so. thought, you know, he thought I'm going to talk my way out of this. Well, he I has know. for how many years? I don't know. How so, many years he got away with it? There is one final injustice, and this makes my blood boil. I don't oh, know. Wait, wait, wait! Before we get to that, now he had in my research, he did have a record for some, you know, like uh, assault, assault yeah. and, and, uh, and uh, I think. There was even a burglary or yeah. attack. Or yeah, no, no, he like had a record. Yeah, yeah. So he did have a criminal record. So this is not like this guy's led this clean, wholesome no, no, life no, no, in no, the no. meantime. Okay, go ahead. So there's one final injustice, and it makes my blood boil. It's December of 2021, and we're in Texas. And this doesn't sound like something Texas would do on its worst day ever. They passed this law. A Texas law let him out after serving less than seven years of a 15-year sentence. Any inmate, it didn't matter if you murdered somebody, if you raped somebody, even if you were a serial killer who committed a crime in Texas between 1977 and 1987 was eligible for automatic release as long as they maintain good behavior in prison. So if you have committed a violent crime and you are in jail and you committed this crime between 1977 and 1987, you are released as long as you stay in touch with your probation officer and behave. In Texas, in Texas, I, I, Texas kills people. I thought Texas is, isn't Texas the, the state it's that the, has the express lane to the electric The, the gas chair? chamber. Yeah, yeah, right. they do. I thought they had electric chair. No, no, okay, I, I don't I, know. I, guns, I think you can do it, whatever. Whatever. So, so I'm going to read it because I didn't understand this because it when they were explaining it i i thought it was maybe covid related you say it isn't so according okay it says okay so according to this with the crime Mm -hmm. 77 87 it's your calendar time known as your day-by-day time plus your good time credits generally you get two days for every day served in a penitentiary as long as you maintain a good behavior it sounds like we were talking about preschool. So think about it. He had a 15-year he had a 15-year sentence, sentence which was, and he served less just less than 7 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's because he was in prison, he didn't get into trouble. Right. And and he committed the crime in 84, so it was in this 10-year window. Oof. So they've re- they have since removed that law. They pulled that back off the books. I'm really this was in December of 2021. That. This was 6 months ago. Not even this was 5 months ago? Well, 
So, just, so yeah, this was yeah. 2021, December of 2021. I couldn't they have find since removed it. anything on this guy. I could not find anything on this guy. There is no research out there on him. I could not find. I could not find where he is now. I couldn't find anything. Now, granted, my searches are limited to what I can find on a iPad. Yeah, so, you know. Put Frank on this. Lord only knows. You know, we really probably should have. Yeah, he, hey, Frank, if you can add anything <laughs> in the, the Facebook page, go ahead and do well, that. Well, he taxes. <laughs> he bought a house. <laughs> oh, you know he will, too. Yes, exactly. He's really it's good at funny. it. It's his true medium. So anyway, that was 1984. Our other cold case was 1984. Maybe we'll find another one from 19... 1984 like, was a particularly good I year for like me. I like the 80s, and I don't like these all being yeah. in the 80s like this. It makes I, me... This one, hmm. yeah, but it took 30 years to resolve both those cases. Oof. But anyway, and then um, murder. Carbondale. I want to do a podcast on Carbondale just on how crimey it is. Well, you you look. <laughs> I'll up put it the, together. We'll put it together. You find all the the stats and all the information. In the meantime, everybody get out of Carbondale. Really, Jesus! Oh my God! Uh, oh well. All right, you know, and do? um, don't commit crimes. Don't kill people. What else? Anything else that we'd like to be re- not? Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> really? <laughs> I have, motto. Yeah. Don't be an asshole. Don't be a dick. I tr- yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> anyway, I'm, we will. Uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. All right. Au revoir, babe. Yeah. Bye. Bye.